you're here to make a difference, it's our job to help you do that. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast that helps you to build a thriving coaching company by becoming a thriving, impactful CEO. We do that through the Impact Formula methodology. And what this means is that you're going to be selling out your offers, scaling beyond one-on-one into group programs, and leveraging a team so that you can exponentially increase your income and slash your work week. It's time to experience the true income, impact, and freedom you deserve. Welcome back. Today we have Carol Ben Davies, and she is with College Bound Determination. This is another one of our friend chats where her and I are just going to talk about our experience in handling objections, dealing with rejection in the sales process, and just moving through that because that's the only way, right? You got to move through all of it. So, welcome, Carol. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And just listening to that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like why does even the, like the word sales just gives me the EBGBs. I don't like that word. And I think, and I did a lot of work on this last year. So this year, 2022, it is on y'all. Don't come for me. (laughs) Don't come for me. I think my mindset is where it needs to be. It took a long time to get here, but I don't like the word sales. It makes me feel like I'm supposed to be able to do something that I feel like I can't because there's all these salespeople and these salesmen and these salespersons and they're selling and selling and I don't see myself as that person. And you've said this forever, but I think it's like, it finally is, 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 is like making sense that sales is an act of service. Yeah. Like I am helping you. And I think so much in the past, what has been my hangup is one, I've been too invested in what their outcome is. I want, I, I, I feel desperate and it becomes, it, it comes from where I am and where I was in my situation where I had this steady income and then I didn't have that. And then I really, I'm like, I need to get money for my family. That kind of, that feeling and putting out that energy of desperation, I don't think helped. But I think the other thing is, Honestly, when you have something that can really help someone save them time, save them money, save them stress, you are doing them a favor. I'm not doing, I'm not doing you a favor by you coming and working with me. And I'm, I call myself the Dean of College Success and Strategy now. I'm not doing, you should feel so blessed to work with me. And I think that's the mindset that you have to have when you're on these calls and trying to make a sale, it's not making the sale. You're really trying to help somebody. When I think for me too, it's, there was a lot of self-doubt. Like, even though I know my stuff and even though I have all these years of experience, there's still that, can I really deliver? Can I really solve this problem? And I'm like, hell yeah, I can. Come on, Carol, let's get this. And when you hear those, whoa, it's not the right time or, oh, think about it. I think I was too quick to be like, oh, okay, I shrink away. Oh, I asked for the sale. My coach said that I should ask. And I did that. I did my part. But I need to have them fully understand what it means to not work with me. Yeah. And I don't think for me, I've articulated what it means to not work with me. And I think for so many parents and we can get into what I do, but I think for for what, it's like they think they can do it on their own. 
And maybe they can't. And they think their child might end up going to college and thriving in the way that they had been in high school and since kindergarten. And maybe that's the case as well. But do you want to make, do you want to take that chance? Do you want to make that gamble? Most people who succeed with other people, you don't succeed by yourself. And when you have someone who has a service that can help you 10x what goal you're trying to achieve, it saves you time. It saves you stress. It saves you money. And that piece, I have not been, I have not articulated that. So right now I'm seeing parents who are saying, oh man, my kid went off to college and they had the scholarship and they lost it. And I know that the chances of that happening is so high. And I know that they have been where, where, they, where their mind is now is, I was really cocky. And I know this. I know this is the, the, the cycle of what happens and the thought process. And I need to find a way to explain what I do and how I can prevent that feeling of regret. Because that's what happens. And I'm a mom of young kids, but I know that mom guilt, that dad guilt, it starts early and it stays on forever because my mom is still apologizing for stuff. And I'm like 45. I'm like, mommy, it's okay. I don't think you giving me soy milk is why I have fibroids. It's just like constant. Like I apologize for that. Or I didn't know I was such a young mom. I'm like, mommy, it's okay. I totally understand. You came over here. You didn't have family, all this stuff. So it's, I know this crystal ball of what I can help parents do. And I need to just stand in that confidence and provide the service. It's not about the sale. It's about here, I have a service that can really help you, like yeah. really help you understand this journey, help position your child so that their college journey is much more successful than it would be if they did it on their own. And the way that most parents prepare their kids, which is they got their SAT, they got their test scores, they got their essays and all that. And now my child is quote unquote good to go. Yeah. And then they get there and it's just, that's not the story. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah, this is it's just, I've had this aha in the last quarter it took too long, but I think I'm finally there where you've always been like sales is service. It clicked yeah. to me seeing these parents now saying, damn, I wish I had known. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, especially I'm when the ones that you, yeah, especially the ones that you didn't push quote unquote, that much on the sales. And then a year later, they're like, oh my God, my kid, yeah. this just and happened. That, like the yeah. worst case scenario. Then yeah. for me, yeah. that was always what drove me to be like, I really have to sell. And then my whole business became about teaching sales. When I saw the consequence in real yeah. life with prospects who a year later were in a worse position. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, because you work jobs, right? And in a job, like I am back at a hospital and I'm working at a hospital and it's great, like with my business background to see the business operating from this point of view, because it's the exact same thing we talk about. And what I was going to say is like, when you're in the job, you're not questioning if the person can help the other person. You're not going to question the professors, the, the doctorate level professors in the sociology department, like you're not questioning them, right? You're just like, this is the bee's knees. You've got to attend this college because it's the best for this. And it will do this for you. And we have this program over here and we have that program over there. You're not going to be, especially even if you work wherever you work, if you work in admissions, if you work in whatever, anyone you ever talk to, you are not doubting 
the value of what the company does. However, when we're an entrepreneur, we have attached so much of our identity to ourselves and our ability to help the person, especially as a coach, that we wrap up this entire story that we can't do it. When the reality is, like nobody in in an organization would actually question any of it. And what's so interesting about what you just said is, I literally developed my business around how I was helping parents in my job, where I was assisting the students. students, First, I I have a background in admission, so helping students get in, and then 20 years of experience in higher education, several areas, but specifically was in an office where day in, day out, I was helping students and parents with the same issues and concerns. Mm -hmm. And I said, my goodness, we need to be more proactive than this because if everyone across demographics, so whether they were black, white, rich, poor, first generation, multi-generational, rural, urban, are having these same conversations, I'm having the same conversations with them, there's a problem here. Yeah. And the fact that no one talks about it makes it more of a problem for me in sharing and articulating my value but that doesn't mean the value doesn't exist, Yeah, you know? And I bring that up because most people who start a coaching business have something, right? That if they only knew different or if they had experienced different or their work experience brings them to notice a huge problem or gap in the industry, like that is why you exist. It's not to sit there and question, can I really do this? You exist to solve that problem, to help the person. And it's your job to get butts in seats and to get people moving in there. Like I think about what if nobody marketed or sold or, you know, did PR or positioned a hospital that in a way that tells people the community that it's there what happens in that scenario beds are empty you close down right and those people will remain unhelped in their own community and so the it's the same exact thing in what we're talking about you have it becomes your duty to do the marketing to get your name out there to sell And I think too, like you said, my, even the word sales just is really almost like derogatory or. Yeah. The term is like derogatory. I think there's just like a negative, you know, connotation around the word sell or I'm selling to you. It just sounds bothersome. Yeah. And that's like your own reprogramming that you'll have to do. But I think there's two factors to it. One, I noticed myself the other day, like My son was watching something on YouTube and the guy is, and if you've ever seen the commercial, if you watch YouTube for two seconds, you've seen it. I've seen this commercial like a hundred times on YouTube. And basically the guy, it's like this really fit guy and he's looking at a salad and a a pizza. And he's, what do you think I'm going to have for pizza? And he's got, of course, no shirt on in the kitchen because that's what you do when you have (laughs) six pack abs. And and the guy's, I'm definitely not eating the salad. I'm going to go for the pizza because blah, 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 blah. And he's trying to like make the sales pitch. And mm-hmm. I was like, kids, they are tricking you. You need to eat the salad because we really value being healthy and staying yeah. healthy and making good, healthy choices. And I'm like, I just told my kid that a commercial was tricking him. 
How is this going to affect his ability to sell in the future if he ever wants to, right? Or his relationship to marketing. And he's like, why are they tricking me? Why are they tricking me on TV? And I'm like, you have to be careful because sometimes they're trying to sell you a product and not, it's not always the truth. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm explaining this entire thing to him. He's seven, right? So like, how is, how many times were we warned and think about how many commercials came on for the gawk? Like what was in the eighties, the gack, like the sour batch kid dolls. I don't know. All kinds of like crap that we wanted to buy. I know for me, it was like those <laughs> K-Necks, connects, those like building toys. I love, oh, I bought them as an They watch the yeah. kids YouTube. And so it's like every other day on commercials, like a product. And I told the girls, look, they are they getting paid, first of all, because yeah. you are consuming <laughs> that content. And every time yeah. you like or comment, which they don't, of course, but I'm like, they are selling to you. And funny, they just were watching one of these little girls and they had this product that they already, they just got for Christmas. But had they not had it, they the first thing they would have said was, mommy, can we have that? Right. Mommy, can we have that? So I think the other part of it is sometimes it's not the salesy part, but it's, you see something that you want, but maybe you can't afford it. Maybe you, you don't feel like you need it. You've always been told, no, there's all this, like, you want something that you can't have type of thing, right? Around sales as well. So a lot of it is just- That's also coming up. And that's why, like how many times were we told this by our family, our children or our mother, our aunts, our uncles, everybody's no, calm it down. And and especially now it's the new year. So goals and it all ties in. So it ties in with goal setting and our relationship with goal setting because we're asking for what we want, but are we allowed to have what we want? And at the same time, can I really go after sales? It also feels easy. And what if I'm tricking someone? And it all goes around and that's just work to reprogram and to choose on purpose what you want your relationship to be with it. And I think that that piece where you like the people selling something and the product not doing what it says it's supposed to do. Yeah. I remember my dad, we were, we grew up in Brooklyn and VCRs were the thing with the latest thing. And he bought a VCR set on the street of all things. I'm like, now I'm thinking about it. Like, why would you do that? But he bought a VCR and it was just like, oh my gosh, wow, we have a VCR but it was full of wet newspaper. Oh my gosh. And I just remember his reaction. Like he kicked the box. He was so mad. He was mad that he had been bamboozled by this guy. He was mad that he was excited and we were gonna watch our first VC, VHS tape and all that. And I think those kind of like slimy things where people, people selling stuff and you're just like, but what they're saying, it obviously can't work. So I I think that, so I literally have to, and like I said, I'm working on this, but disassociate myself from that because that's not what I do. That's not what I do. That's not who I am. I'm a person of integrity. Hopefully through the course of someone interacting with me, they will see that I'm the real deal and they can always Google me. But it's like, I don't have to be guilty of a, by association is what exactly. I, what I, exactly. you know, it's I don't not have to be guilty yours by association. To carry. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. yours to carry. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. I think the other piece of it is you feeling those feelings of, oh my gosh, I don't want to trick that person. I don't want to like all of that stuff like that you bring in that doesn't take away from one, their fear. And it doesn't make 
write the experiences they had that were that. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that's not your responsibility in any way. And I've done so much work on this. So like I had so many experiences in my childhood and in my past that I had to literally reprogram. I had to change my ideas about it, change the way I thought about it. And I've shared with you, scarcity was a huge in my household. And as an immigrant first generation literally came with one suitcase, that is part of how I was raised. I was raised in a household where things were tight and we didn't have a lot of the privileges that other parents or other parents had, such as like family around or a house handed down to me or wedding (laughs) gifts for my parents of like fancy China or anything. Like we literally came with nothing. So I think that when we think about that, we have a lot more layers to work through in our own past and in our own childhood around sales, around money, around scarcity, yeah. around having what we want to have yeah. and feeling worthy of it. And that's the piece. Yeah. Yeah. And it all ties together. I also think we're, we're going to get uh, going back to objections because we do want to talk a little bit about it. When we bring that energy of the scarcity, the lack, the, I don't want to seem like I might be tricking someone. And especially let's just be frank, right? As a Hispanic woman, I can speak as my own experience. Mm -hmm. People have been racist towards me in that they have thought because I'm Hispanic, I might be tricking them because Mm -hmm. I am whatever. I must be doing some sort of whatever. And Mm. that was work I had to do. I had to see the times when those things happened Mm. and remember that was never my intention and that I can't, I cannot be just because I come from a country in which things happened does not mean that I have done anything wrong. Right. And so this is going super deep, but that is work that has to be done because all of it matters. And so when we bring all of that, we get more objections. I don't think it's because of their perception, but it's because we are unsure. We are unsure. Absolutely. absolutely. When we move into objections, I absolutely agree with that. I definitely think that my own insecurities, Mm -hmm. my own self-doubt, which like literally in black and white, it, it makes no sense. There are people out here who are talking college who've never stepped a foot a day on a college campus. Like I have over, I just need to be my own hype woman when it comes to these calls. Like, girl, you have worked at some of the best places in this country. You have worked with some of the best people in the industry. You have helped thousands of students. Like you still, yeah. I still, every holiday get text messages from students from 10 years ago. Like yeah. what I, I made impact and for whatever reason, I just feel like the reason is I know I deserve more than I'm even asking for. Mm. And I'm even scared to ask for that. I deserve more because I'm saving them more. There was this person I was just engaging in the conversation with online. They spent $75,000 in a year on their child's education and didn't have a game plan, didn't have a strategy. And now they have to pull back and their child is you know, on another path down going to a community college, which community colleges are great. I, I just, I, I, I think we don't acknowledge just how 
important community colleges are to this country. But if that wasn't your plan, there, there is a way to have succeeded in the route that you were going had you followed a different path. And yeah. I can help with that path. And so for whatever reason, I have convinced myself that I'm not good enough. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of mental self-talk, right? The, the whole imposter syndrome crap, like that, that just yeah. does not even make sense. Like, the, like, like you, you, again, you have to be your own hype person. And yeah. you have to talk to yourself. You're your own best friend. I tell this to students. I tell this to clients all the time, but I don't do that to myself. Like, I think I go in with such a sense of doubt that someone will believe that I am good enough, that I've convinced myself that, okay, if they're saying no, that no that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because they're right. They're right. And they're, they must be just, right. They just must be right. saying it out loud, I'm yeah. just like, what the hell, Carol? Like yeah. what the hell? 30% of kids go to college and don't make it to their sophomore year. That's a hell of a lot of kids. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of kids and a lot of kids' lives who were changed and 40% mm -hmm. drop out. Yeah. And if I know exactly what the roadblocks are and I still think that I can't help them, like, that's on me yeah that's and that's me. your most important that's, work that's yeah. the work that's the work but let me tell you 2022 seriously you can't no you can't tell me nothing my name is carol ben davies i'm the ceo of college bound determination i am your dean of uh, student success and strategy and if oh, you are have you have a child and you were on a college journey you need to be working with somebody who has your best interests at heart yeah, because yeah. getting in is the easy part of the journey. If you're mm -hmm. trying to graduate in less than six years, which is the average, come on people. Six years is the average uh, graduation rate in this country. Six years. You trying to spend that kind of money? Yeah. I'm not and that, I think I call I that myself you up. gotta hype yourself up and I call that airtime right that's where you have to give yourself airtime like how much time in the day because the doubt is going to be there oh. and I think just because so <laughs> I was talking on a coaching call the other day about how with the scarcity and stuff like my default setting is extreme scarcity I my <laughs> my mother will reuse plastic bags <laughs> My like mom the, the zippy ones, paper right? Towels. She's just like, yes. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> She's at my, she came to visit me for the holidays. She's just like, oh, Carol, what kind of paper towels is this? I'm like, mommy, like, what do you, do you have any extra? Did you buy it in bulk? I'm like, no. She's like, oh, cause I was going to take some with me. She just, cause it, I think it was called they Viva. Were good. I think it's Viva. They, they, oh yeah. Those are good. Those are Viva. They're so Viva. good. Yeah, but so she, good. I mean, she, she doesn't feel like it's, it, if you just use it to wash your hands, nothing is wrong with it. So if you right, want to use right. it again, to like, so we are so there. And, <laughs> we are and, on the same level. So like that. And, and, and it messes with you. It, it carries into you. your own ways into of your thinking. Own life. Yeah. And I remember another thing that, that you told me I need to stop saying was <laughs> that I can't even afford me. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Cause for it's still something I think and that I can't not, you can't not afford you. You, you can't go into this process and not, yeah. Imagine not investing in it. But here's the other thing that I think is 
like my default is that type of scarcity. I know that's my default. So when that shit comes up, I have two options. I can believe it or I can ignore it. I can be like, oh, there it is again. I want to reuse this paper plastic thing. Oh yeah. I think $2 is too much to spend on paper or whatever. And so I have to remind myself that's just not the reality anymore. And that, and just because I have the thought, so this is going back to the doubt piece, just because we have doubt does not mean that we have to believe it's true. Yeah. We can say, oh, there you are, doubt. Thanks for joining the conversation. I knew you'd show up at some point. I knew you'd be here. (laughs) I know you'd be here. Let's (laughs) on with the next thing. And I think like that type of an attitude has helped me so much because I used to spiral. Like when the doubt would set in, like sometimes I'd be going for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and then I'd have that rejection (laughs) and I'd settle down and I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do this. The whole world is going to end. I can have a business. Like my business was going down. That was my default. And then I had to remember just because I had that thought does not make it true. Yeah. It is just a thought and I can move on. And even like as plain day as writing down, okay, these are the thoughts I want to have. Like you're talking about, these are the thoughts I want to have. And I have them in my planner. And then these are the thoughts that I tend to have when I'm having doubt, or these are unhelpful things that I notice my brain tends to do. My whole thing is all around the scarcity stuff and wanting to keep everything, right? I went on a minimalist journey in the last year where I got rid of 50% of my stuff and it was so powerful. I can't even begin to explain how shift, how much I shifted by getting rid of stuff because I had no more like that scarcity where I'm holding on to everything in case I need it. All yes. the paper clips because oh, I might need them. Nate Burkus gave me a, a wonderful term for, for that. He called it um, sentimental hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds so good. That's me. But yeah, I can see how that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing too is, and I'm not sure where this, I'll just say, I am a hyper empathetic person. Mm-hmm. And so I feel a lot, I feel, right? And along with this scarcity mindset and being in such of a space of lack growing up, I think everybody is like that. So yeah. I, I make decisions for people based on what my mom and dad could have afforded, you right. know, what I can afford at the time. That has nothing to do with me. So that was another, that has been another thing that I need to continue to work on. Like, at the end of the day, we make decisions. We all make decisions and you don't know what someone can be deciding to do with their money. Yeah. Because there are some times when I'm thinking that my dad, my mom and dad didn't have something, but they, they did have when they needed it. Right. If my grandmother needed to come from Africa, they need to buy a plane ticket. Like those things oh, are not yeah. cheap, right? Oh, yeah. I was, somehow the money is there. Somehow the money shows somehow up. Somehow grandma big is over <laughs> and she is cooking us all kinds of foods. You know what I'm saying? If you want two months, to, right? You're like, what in the world? Somehow it, 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 it becomes accessible. And so I need to remember that as well. Like they may not have it now. 
They may have it later. They may have it, but that doesn't have anything to do with what you should be charging and telling them is the service that you provide. That none of that, none of my back issues, none of what, what assumptions I'm making about their issues has anything to do with the conversation we're having about helping their child. Yeah. And staying sort of staying in the moment, just yeah. staying in the moment, not thinking, oh, what are they going to think of me when I say this? I mean, that's mm -hmm. another thing. What, what am I thinking about me? All of that just needs to not even be part of the equation if we are going to be successful in providing the service that we want to provide. Yeah. And I just want to piggyback on that. When people make assumptions in the sales process, it can be the most detrimental thing to that person. So if I think I've shared this with you, like how mm -hmm. I was on a sales call and I was the one buying mm -hmm. and it was a $5,000 flat payment. Mm -hmm. And I told you how I had told the guy, I'm like, dude, I'm going through this huge divorce. My mm -hmm. bills for the lawyer are like several thousand. It was like more than five figures a month. Is that how much it is? Yeah. It was more than five figures a month in my bills for the lawyer. And I, I was a newly single mom, right? Getting myself back on my feet, leaving this tumultuous relationship. And I was on the phone with this guy and he was like, not judging me at all. And I think I told you when I joined this program, I literally cried because for the first time I felt like nobody was being racist or judgmental to me for being Hispanic, for being, having the background that I have and having the situations of my life that I had, because he never once doubted my ability to pay the 5k that day. He was just like, oh yeah, of course it's 5k. This is what it is. And I paid him in, I paid him in cash that day. I paid him. And yeah. so had he judged me yeah, because of my situation, because I was paying this lawyer so much money because I was a newly single mom, because I was, I was like literally in one of the worst spots in my entire life. Yeah. And had he judged me there, yeah, I wouldn't have had the help I needed. Yeah. And because he did believe in me, yeah. he asked me for it right away. And I paid it in cash, no problem. And so I think that like, it is the most loving thing that we can do is to yeah. hold that bar and believe in them. Yeah. It's, it is the, it's exactly what you said that had me thinking about it is none of the past stuff, none of the future stuff, like nothing has anything to do with me helping their child right now. Yeah. And that's exactly it. Like he, none of my back shit mattered mm -hmm. in him helping me with yeah. what I needed help with. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gotten the help I needed yeah. if I hadn't invested. And yeah. if he hadn't believed in me, if he would have given up and been like, oh, whatever, this girl's never going to come up with money to pay for this. I have right? had someone on the phone doing a sales call and doing that same thing. That same thing. Cause sometimes just you have it, but you're trying to convince yourself to let it go type of thing. It's just, mm -hmm. oh, I have this, I have that. You just ruminate in thought out loud. <laughs> this man says, oh, you're not serious about buying. We need to go. I have another call to take. And was like, click up goodbye. Yes. 
I was like, oh my gosh, that was very interesting. So that was the opposite, right? He had yeah. the opportunity to the belief. He really just made it seem as if it was just a check mark on his list of things to do today. I need to make these many sales. He really came across as a salesperson. Mm-hmm. You're sitting around kicking tires. You're not going to buy. I'm not going to waste my time with you. Yeah. Is, is exactly how he came across. And that's such the energy that I don't want to portray. What th- your coach did was what sales should be. I can help you. I can help you. And that's the place I want to come from. Yes, it costs some money. Yes, there's an investment, but there's investments where you're going to pay on the front end or the back end. Trust right. me. Like in Either my space, way. you're going to pay in the front end or in the back end. And some of the, 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 the costs are not even financial in my right. world. It's not yeah. even financial. You can't yeah. even put a price tag on somebody's life. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I think there's just so many ways to, to approach it. And just like I said, divorcing yourself from like that negative, nasty, just like, you're just here. I don't really care about you, the person. I just care about the per type Mm. of thing as a pro, as opposed to, I have this service and I can provide you something that's going to fulfill your purpose in life type of thing. That's the space that, that I want to generate. And that's the mindset that I will have going forward for sure. Yeah. And I just want to say one final part, like, that's why I am adamant about coaching coaches specifically, because in Mm. coaching, one of the things that is the most helpful in a coaching relationship is what is it? Uh, total belief in that person. Yeah, yeah. And so when yeah. you approach the sales process like that, it's the most like loving thing you can do and starts that coaching relationship from a place yeah. of belief. Yeah. And I think that is just so powerful because yeah. people do have doubts. And as the coach, you can't be the one to have them. Yeah. You need to be the one holding the belief for that person. Yeah. And then that person can have their doubt and whatever, but you yeah. stay true to your belief in them. So yeah, yeah that's just right. So this has been fun. I did not expect Absolutely. to go down all those fun little <laughs> loopholes, but that's the truth and the raw, the raw truth of the relationship with sales that can be happening for a lot of people. And Let's so get out our own way, people. Yes. We have lives to change. Yeah. If you know somebody who could benefit from this episode, please share it with them, especially like we're from other countries. We've never really, I've never really talked about it that much, but I think that the background that we bring is a little bit different than what is being talked about out there. And I think it will be really helpful for somebody who's had a similar situation in their life. Absolutely. So, so where can people find out more about you? I am Carol Ben Davies, CEO of College Bound Determination. You can find me at www.carolbendavies.com. I'm also on Instagram, carolbendavies.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Carol Ben Davies. So just find me also, if because this is a time of the year 
where students are finding out their final grades and whether they're going to be going back to school spring semester, um, fearful of the results that they received first semester and the impact that will going into their second semester uh, freshman year. If someone who really struggled and they were placed on academic probation, for instance, or are fearful of being academically dropped in their spring semester, I would love to be a support system to them. I definitely help students who are planning to prepare for college, but the reality is there's so much conversation about preparing and not enough about what happens when students get there. So please send me a text, text my student to one 239-7729. And that'll just start the process of me and you working together to support your child. There are so many comeback stories from setbacks. And I would love for your child to be have an amazing comeback story because it definitely is possible. I know right now it doesn't feel that way, but with a coach who has tons of experience that can help support your child, it definitely is possible to have one of those amazing comeback stories that I hear about about so often. So look forward to connecting with you. And thank you so much for chatting with you today, Mariana. I just really always love talking to you and getting to pick your amazing big brain and hearing your passion for folks in my position, um, sort of starting out, starting, building, growing um, their businesses as a working mom with young kids. It's just like with all, all the struggles and, for know, sure. Yeah. So your support <laughs> in navigating all that has been so much of a blessing. So just thank you for just being who you are. And I, I hope thank you have you. an amazing 2022. Thank you. All right. Everyone go check her out. She's amazing. Thank, oh, you. thank you. Bye guys. Bye y'all. Get daily mindset strategy and support to grow your business for free. Join our community, the Coaching for Impact community on Facebook. Just go to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash community to join.